Hello, how are you? I hope you're doing fantastic and having a wonderful day and a wonderful life and everything is beautiful and gorgeous and fabulous. And if it's not, girl, keep going. You're good. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about how we kind of manage expectations, things we've learned, experiences we've run into. Um, and I'm going to break this down into like the three avenues or channels or or types of, of business and people that we work with here at the farm. Um, let's take a step back. Thanks for being here. My name is Drew. This is the Between Me and Drew podcast uh, with Clara Joyce Flowers. Clara Joyce Flowers is my specialty cut flower and foliage farm located in northwestern Illinois. Um, we are divided into three sections here at the farm. Um, we do a complete wedding and event design business. We do wholesale cut flower operations where we deliver and ship to Chicago, Madison, Milwaukee, etc. And then we also do a young plant section where we're handling and working with uh, root material, cuttings, rooted cuttings, and shipping that product, etc. That's who we are. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, so today, when we're talking about managing expectations, which really does come into play in the the planning and, and prep um, part of the year, um, we're going to kind of approach this into the three areas of business and people that we deal with and we'll get to work with. Um, and there's going to be like some some traumatic stories <laughs> that, that we'll talk about. And it's fine. You know, one thing that I've learned over the years is that people are crazy. Um, people have no idea. People think they're, they're the most important things in the world. Um, and all of that is heightened whenever there's money involved. Um, so you'll, you'll get to see and learn and hear um, about some of those experiences. And it's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be wonderful for me to uh, get to re- reflect on all of these wonderful, wonderful opportunities <laughs> that the world has presented us with. Um, so the first section that we're going to cover is managing expectations and navigating expectations when it comes to growers and gardeners. So this is going to be, you know, uh, situations that we've come across and things that we've learned when it comes to selling dahlia tubers and rooted cuttings um, and kind of navigating that e-commerce side. Um, the next one that we'll work through is wholesale expectations. So talking about, um, you know, selling directly to florists or wholesale uh, buyers. And then we're going to wrap up with weddings and design clients. Um, we don't do a lot of or hardly any um, retail cut flowers. So this is going to, that would be things like, you know, a, a $15 happy birthday bouquet or, you know, a, a $40, you know, anniversary arrangement. No, we don't really work with that part of the industry. That's why we sell to florists who do that and they do it really well. So um, I'm not going to have a lot of um, those situations or examples um, for today's episode. But however, we will have plenty to talk about. So let's jump in. We're going to start with growers and gardeners, like I just said. Um, and this is going to be focused more so on selling del- like tubers and cuttings, etc. cetera. Uh, young plants, we'll call them. But I can tell you that venturing into and really getting a footing in this part of the industry um, has really opened my eyes in a couple different ways um, to kind of how picky and rude and nasty some people can be, um, but more so just just picky in particular. Um, for for the longest time, that there was not a lot of uh, competition when it comes to, or like in the industry for dahlia tubers uh, in particular. Um, so there was kind of this like standard of, you know, this is what um, a dahlia tuber looks like regardless of, you know, variety or et cetera. Um, and then once the influx of interest in, you know, flower farming and dahlias and, and tubers, once that, you know, bubble started to expand, um, 
there was a there has been and there is a ton a ton a ton of interest in selling tubers um so with that comes you know a lot of education and people um kind of learning what it takes to sell dahlia tubers and like the standard of you know quality the standard of quality that's a really good good way to say it um i'm just right now pulling up dahliaaddict.com which is a directory um of all of the not all of just the ones that choose to advertise on this platform um of dahlia growers and suppliers and brokers that are um in the midwest or not midwest in the u.s um, or canada and i'm leafing through here and when we started selling tubers and got into working with um dahlia addicts there was maybe like 10 10 12 uh people on on this directory and now there's oh gosh there's probably oh there's 190 there's 190 people selling dahlia tubers <laughs> right now this is crazy this is crazy so that just that gives you kind of an example of you know when we started there was less absolutely less than 20 um and now there's almost 200 that are selling dahlia tubers um so just to think that like over a relatively short amount of time we've we've seen very quickly um a tenfold interest just in growers who feel that they're large enough and qualified enough to sell and advertise um on on a platform so that's to kind of give you just a glimpse of kind of how how quickly this this industry has expanded um with all of this there's one thing that i've learned that in in and that is is that you have to be incredibly upfront and very transparent and make this very easy for people to access your your policies and you can answer a lot of those repeat questions through a frequently asked questions page on your website um so kind of an example of this would be if i were to go to clarajoyceflowers.com um, under the growers place tab you will be able to find our faq page um, and this is going to talk about you know a lot of things that I would have to repeatedly answer. You know, when is my order going to be shipped? Will you offer new varieties? How do I know if you received my order? What happens if my package is delayed? Do you guarantee anything? You know, these things, from my perspective for years, I didn't think were that big of an issue, but people want to know. Um, so that this, this is a huge um, resource for anyone who is, is, is purchasing. Um, you know, we also have um, our policies page, which is sometimes something that people get pissed off at, and that's fine. Um, one thing that I've learned, not I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up saying that line like a zillion times this episode. One thing that I've learned, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of shit that I've learned over the years, okay? No one is perfect, no one knows everything, um, myself included, but in the policies page, it, it, it breaks down really kind of some like, I don't want to call them hot button topics, but some things that you just need to be aware of. Um, and that is one of those things is um, that due to the nature of what we're selling, which is plant material, um, you can't return that to me. And all sales are final. No, no exceptions. Like, I'm sorry. Um case in like perfect example um we get this many times throughout the winter and the end spring season um but someone will place an order and then they'll want to cancel it and it's like well we operate on a pre-order basis once you pre-order and reserve that product that product is reserved for you like i'm only working with a relatively small amount of of material i'm working with a very tight-knit crew we have a very limited amount of hands that can, you know, physically package and, and get these orders out to you. And that doesn't even shine a light on the fact that I'm the one, I'm the only one 
that's working in the office, organizing your orders, getting everything prepped and planned and ready to go and making labels and moving this from here to there and managing inventory. I don't have a, a big team of people that do that. So when when you take all of that into account, once you place an order, that order is yours, girl. So it's yours. I I love this story. I I I'm stealing. I'm totally stealing this um, from another industry uh, distributor, um, and they get the line of, "Oh, you know, I really didn't mean to or- pre-order like ten thousand dollars worth of product. My husband is catching on to my spending habits, and I have to cancel it." No, sis. No, you're an adult. You're making adult decisions. Either you work with a company who handles and accepts cancellations, of which many do, many large companies absolutely will, or you make it work. And and there also has to be like, you know, some level of, of like transparency and understanding here. But like if I were to place an order or when I place an order on ball, on ball web track, you know, I'm I'm purchasing through a multitude of different uh, growers um, because WebTrack is is basically just a an online brokerage. Um, that's, that's what it is, um, and you're you're purchasing from the people who sell on that platform. Anyway, sometimes I pre-order and I pre-order heavy because I don't know if stuff's going to get canceled or you know I can go back on and make decisions later. Um, and f- I would say for about 80, 85 percent of the places that sell on WebTrack that's fine. You can go in and cancel orders. And I do. I absolutely do. But there are some that don't. And I've gotten, you know, I don't want to say stuck, but held to my word on, you know, stuff that I probably didn't need, but I ordered it and I couldn't cancel it. And it is what it is. You know, it's kind of just one of those things that we work through and we navigate and we, and we, we make it work. Um, having said all of this, as a seller dealing with e-commerce, you have to realize that people do not read. They do not read. So make sure that everything that is pertinent to ordering policies or, you know, shipping instructions, all of that has to be clearly in print and easily accessible on your website because, when people email you questions and get snotty and shitty and want to, you know, freak out on you, you will have material to screenshot um, to say like, hey, look, when you checked out, you selected the box that said that you read this. Here is what you agreed to and here is the answer to your question, which is available to you on the website. You, you have to be able to, you know, kind of back up yourself and be like, hey, look, dog. You said yes to X, Y, Z, so don't get nasty with me. Um, just having that available to you um, is a huge kind of resource and tool when you're dealing and working and navigating with e-commerce. Um, oh, this is a fun little tidbit, but we operate on um, Mac or Apple products, um, and in the office, I was... When I first got the, our, our Mac computer, I was like having a hell of a time on how to take a screenshot. So a little tip is if you and you can do this on like Apple laptops too, but uh, Shift Command Four will make your mouse cursor like a, a snipping tool, and then you can draw exactly what you want to snip. It's so convenient, so convenient. If you're not operating on an Apple system, figure out how to take a screenshot um, on your on your device because it very very beneficial anyway keep it moving um we also want to be able to provide as many photos as possible on websites and ordering platforms um now when you if you were to use our website for an example you will be able to see photos of what a rooted dahlia cutting looks like and that's going to be pretty self-explanatory and the same for uh rooted chrysanthemums as well um but i don't think we have any photos of dahlia tubers on our website and i i feel okay with that because one dahlia tubers aren't really that pretty one and two none of them look the same 
So even if I had a picture of like a crate full of beautifully divided tubers in the header of that page, I don't want to give someone the false understanding of, oh, your tuber is going to look exactly like that because that's not how it works. You know, sometimes they're really thin and, and spindly. Sometimes they're, you know, fat little potatoes. Um, so understanding that having some sort of photo is great, but also keeping in mind that, you know, this this resource that you think that you're providing for your customer and your client is also factoring into their expectation. So don't build something that you can't uphold, basically. Um, oh, this is fun. Um, I love doing this on, on the back end of things, but that's showing kind of the process. Um, and it can be a little difficult to keep that process, um, that, that educational piece, uh, timely and relevant on a website just because, um, a lot of times those processes move very quickly. Um, but social media is perfect for this. So this is really where, you know, Instagram and Facebook, uh, stories in particular come into play and Instagram reels as well. Um, but it's so easy for me to take 30 seconds and pull my phone out and, uh, record an Instagram story of just what we're doing, what we're, what's, what's going on. Um, so whether it's filling flats in the pack shed with the flat filler or whether it's, you know, dividing tubers or when I do a walkthrough of the propagation house just to check how things are doing, you know, any little tidbit or thing like that, um, to kind of give just a background of like, oh, hey, yeah, you bought Dahlia tubers from us. And here's actually like how that works. This is, you know, what we do. Uh, this is how we dig them every year. This is how they're stored. Um, kind of that behind the scenes story um, is going to definitely build some um, some comfort, some rapport, uh, some reliability uh, and trust between you, your business and your, and your customer and your client. Um, and that is also a really great way to share things with your customers too. So like, Let's say that hypothetically, um, your Dahlia tubers just aren't storing as great as you thought they would. And, you know, you've already, you've done the pre-sale and you've sold product, um, but you want to be able to share with your customers that like, hey, you know, these are still going to be viable and they're going to be fine, but they're just not going to look super gorgeous. That, doing that on social media and, and on, you know, stories is great. It's absolutely great, uh, especially if you know that you are limiting your marketing to, you know, social media, which is a really wonderful platform. Um, the The customers that are going to be purchasing f from you have found you and want to support you via that platform. So communicating with them via that platform is going to hit those same people, hopefully and usually. Um, so little things like that is is totally fine, totally acceptable, and is a, a great way to build, continue to build a level of transparency and, and relationship with your customer on that platform. So that's always fun. Um, another thing to kind of keep in mind and remember is that after you've, um, you know, done, done the thing, you've, um, prepared your product to sell tubers. Let's keep talking about tubers. Um, you've packaged it beautifully. You've shipped it off. Um, someone receives their package and they're pissed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have a perfect example of this. Perfect. Okay. Last spring, uh, spring of 2022. It was like the last week that we were shipping too. So it was, it was like week 20 or week 22, we, we really drug out that shipping season last year. Um, and we sent an order to California and it was delayed. And I think it was, I know exactly why it was delayed. We, we ran out of one type of dahlia cutting. And at the time we didn't have, um, the process on the website set up yet where when people uh, check out, they have to declare whether they'll accept substitutions or not uh, because we hadn't really had to deal with that a whole lot. Um, so we we ran into this, to the problem. 
So we would email every person who had an impacted order um, saying like, hey, this is happening. Um, here's your options. I can either substitute the product and here's what it's going to be substituted with or I can give you a refund. But I need to know within 24 hours because your shipping label is already made. So I, I need to know like immediately. Um, and I also need to know so that I can get this to you in a timely manner because your product is already packaged. So this is like a live material, live plant in a paper bag that needs to get sent out to you. Um, and it 90% of the time went off without a hitch. No problem. People were either understanding or, you know, super appreciative for even, you know, giving them the opportunity, which was lovely. However, <laughs> there's always going to be somebody. Um, so so-and-so never responded. So I was like, okay, making the call, substituting the product, putting a note in the order in the box, being like, hey, this is what happened. You didn't respond. We made the decision. Let me know if you have any questions. So I think that the last round for that week had to go out on a, on a Wednesday. And it was like FedEx two days, so it was supposed to be delivered on, on Friday. And... <sighs> Apparently, it didn't get delivered by Friday. Thank you, FedEx. And it didn't get delivered on Saturday. It got delivered on Monday. So those cuttings, which were packaged on Tuesday, sat in a paper bag in a box for almost a week. Little Miss Thing in California was literally irate when her box was delivered. And... She calls me on the phone, which never, ever happens. Never happens. And it's like, shit, I don't know, five thirty, six o'clock here in the Midwest. And dad and I were down in the field. We were I was on the back of the water wheel transplanter because we were punching holes in plastic and I had to keep turning the valve open and closed to make sure that there was water going into the holes that we were punching, etc. Doesn't matter. Um anyway. I see this number come through in Calif from California, and I was like, mm, this is fishy. So I answered it because I know some grower friends out there, but I didn't think about them. Anyway, I thought it was them. I answered the phone. I'm like, hey, this is Drew. Clara Joyce, how can I help you? And she's like, oh, my God. My box was just delivered, and I am so blah, 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 and just carrying on. And I'm like, I couldn't even get a word in. So I let her run her mouth, and I was like, hi, um, I would love to help you with this, but unfortunately, I am not in the office right now. I'm out actually like growing your flowers for you. Um, so can you email me and we'll I'll help you from there. So it took her like two hours to send me an email. And then in the email, she was like, I am just disgusted. There is no way that these plants are going to grow. And she sent me photos, which if you ever have to work through a, a, a situation like this, always get photos of the product. So I can tell you that in good faith, that if she would just calm down and hydrate those plants, that they would be fine. Um, but, and I, I told her that, I said, I think we're, we're being a little over the top right now. Um, yes, your cuttings have been, your rooted cuttings have been in transportation for a week. Three quarters of that is not my fault. Um, so I am more than happy to start a claim with FedEx if you think that that is necessary. However, I I need you to do your part now because this is a situation that is greater than you or I. We're dealing with FedEx and their problem. So in order for you to make the best of that, I need you to work with me here. Never heard back from her. Never responded. I'm just like, Queen, what did you what did you gain? What did you gain? You gained nothing at all. So just understand that not everyone is always going to be your friend. There are going to be people that will and have called us horrible things. Um, I had a lady the first year that I sold Delia tubers. Oh, my God, it was a shit show. It was a shit show. Um, she emailed said that we were a disgrace that my grandmother 
of which the company is named after, um, would be disgusted that we were using her name in vain. (laughs) It was too good. It was so good. I mean, looking back in the moment, it was traumatic, so traumatic. And I, I, I just, I did, I didn't know what to do. Like, what do you say to that? And like, okay, sorry. Um, is so wild, so wild. Now, taking into account and understanding that people are effing insane, you have to deal with that a little bit, but in a little different situation when you're working with wholesale or selling to business professionals. And I say that with like 95% accuracy. There's going to be sometimes and some florists who are absolute monsters to work with. And then there are those who are the sweetest, the kindest, the most caring and thoughtful people that you will ever work with in your entire life. And we've had both of them. And I can tell you that the bitches we let go of because we do not have time to be constantly dealing with people's bullshit. We we will make time and we will bend over backwards for those who are kind, who are caring, who do really want to work with us, and they're not going to beat the shit out of us, okay? However, there's some things that we've learned and that you need to be aware of when it comes to managing expectations when you are selling wholesale cut product. Um, On your website or your availability list or however you're, you're selling wholesale, Um, You really have to be clear on item descriptions. So, you know, how many stems in the bunch? Approximately how long are the bunches? If if that's reliable. Um, A really nice photo. Always provide an updated photo if you can do it. Because you and I both know that dahlias, or let's not talk about dahlias. Let's say chrysanthemums, because chrysanthemums are a really great opportunity. Or example, rather. Mums in the beginning of the season are going to look different as they mature from week to week. So I totally get wanting to get that mum on your website as soon as you can so that you can start to sell it and make money. But you need to be able to, you know, repeatedly update that photo as those flowers mature on the plant from week to week. So that's important as well. Um... We also, this past year, started operating on a pre-ordering basis for florists, um, which I would say went really, really well. Really well, actually. Um, Previously to 2022, we were only operating on like a one-week lead time, which was a little bit of a challenge for a lot of florists, and I I totally get that. Um, Because when you're working with, you know, larger budget weddings who – are going to need a larger amount of product and you and a florist really wants to you know put an emphasis on working with local farms and supporting local growers they need to be able to rely and count on and know that they can get that order in sooner than later uh, and that they're going to be able to receive that product Um, and realistically a 10-day turnaround time just is not enough of a lead in order for that to fit into the ordering process that they're used to in a, a conventional uh, wholesale product platform. So the way that we operated it this year is on the Shopify platform, we would basically um, have three different options within that product. So let's say White Snapdragon. Um, they Once they click on that item, and it would say, I don't know, 10 or $12 a bunch, um, there would be three different choices uh, within that product um, basically saying like, okay, do you want it for, you know, week 18, 19, or 20? And then we would have like the actual calendar date next to that too. Um, but then they would be able to pre-order in that manner. And it can be this can be a little confusing to like explain over, over voice or on this episode. Um, but think about it this way. When you go to sell a t-shirt on a website or you go to purchase a t-shirt on a website, you need to declare or pick what size you want, Uh, small, medium, large, et cetera. Um, So we're just mimicking that when it comes to product. So instead of a size, we're having a delivery week. Um, So it was easier for them to, you know, make that recipe further in advance, Um, you know, write us any notes in an email being like, oh, hey, 
order for week 26 um, is white blush cream with textural elements. If you have anything extra, add it on. I have a, a $200, you know, play around budget or whatever. Um, so that was, that was huge. That was really, really great. That was a wonderful opportunity, and it worked very well. Um, also, one thing. When you are offering that pre-order process, you really, really, really need to kind of play that pre-ordering safe and not overcommit because that can be a little tricky too. Um, and when this happens, because it did and it will and it does, um, you know, you're, you'll oversell or a crop will go down or, you know, whatever the case is. Um, that's when you're going to need to, you know, reach out to that client immediately and be like, hey, uh, we, this product is not available. I can either substitute it with this, this, or this, or I can give you a refund. Um, and they're usually pretty quick to respond. I know that when this happens with our, you know, farms that we work with or our wholesaler that we work with, you know, I'm, I'm on top of my emails all the time during like growing season and event season so i see stuff come in like immediately um and if it's really important and pressing like that uh decision where we need to know um i'm going to respond pretty quickly um because it's it's important to like the the outcome of of my success and, and my client that i'm serving as well um so just be you know straight up um also be clear with refund policies uh, this was a little bit of a trauma point <laughs> this past year uh, with one florist in particular. Um, in the beginning of the season, oh, and this was a new florist to us. Um, we had not previously worked with them. Um, we didn't necessarily have a super strong um, refund policy or like refund description policy on our wholesale website like things that people should expect it was kind of just like this implied thing because i came i'm coming to wholesale right now from a a grower's perspective as well as a florist perspective so like i understand that like we're working with a, a perishable product and things happen and you know stems break in transportation and you know you're going to have the occasional dahlia that shatters or, you know, you're going to have the occasional rose that, you know, was in the box for too long and it shattered or, you know, you, just stuff like that happens. That's kind of part of how this works. Um, we're working with nature here. But apparently not everybody understands that. So um, when this florist <laughs> last spring during ranunculus season of all things, which was traumatic enough, um, is complaining week after week, you know, I was, I was really bending over backwards to be like, oh, you know, thanks for letting me know, really appreciate it, blah, 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 here's a dollar back or two dollars back because I'm not kidding you, they would complain about one stem on like a $300 order and I'm like thinking to myself, okay, this this will stop, this will, this will stop at some point, you know, once we get into summer season, it'll be fine, but it was never fine. It was never fine. There was always something wrong. And it, that's when we kind of like had to really, you know, put some ground rules down and like get some stuff in print. So like halfway through the season, three quarters of the way through the season, um, on the wholesale website, I was like, look, you need to know <laughs> That we're doing literally everything we can to get this shit grown, harvested, packed, delivered, and to you as smoothly, efficiently as we can while still maintaining a high level of quality. Having said that, I need you to know that you need to account for approximately a 10% loss. Should you expect a 10% loss? No. Should you be prepared for a 10% loss? Yes. And the problem was is that this real this message was really only going to one person. Oh, did they read it? No, they didn't. I had to spoon feed it to them after they continued to complain about a, a $10 credit on a $400 order. 
I'm like, this is absolute bullshit because you are wasting more time, more of your time and money trying to get this refund on product that really is totally usable than what the product is actually worth. You're wasting both of our time now. The, that, that week that that went down, they were complaining about, a, you know, like it was like five stems of dahlias that, you know, the head was still connected to the stem, but the stem snapped like halfway through. But I saw the recipe and I saw the finished pieces and they still used every single stem of it, which pisses me off even more. Anyway, that was the week that broke the camel's back. I was like, look. It has become very, very clear to me over the past several weeks that you and I are not going to have a long-term sustainable relationship. We both operate our businesses in very different manners. And it has come through the suggestion of literally everyone on our team that we no longer do business with you. And I need to let you know that effective immediately, your wholesale account is going to be terminated. Your future orders will be canceled and any payments that are pending will be returned to you. Oh, you should have saw the fireworks. Immediately, she was like, how dare you tell me to go work with somebody else and blah, 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 blah. Too good. Too good. Oh, but it took me so long to build up the balls to tell her to just F off because it's like she was a new client in a relatively well-off neighborhood, part of the city. I didn't really want to lose her, but Ashley and I were talking every, okay, every week we would be prepared for something to be wrong. And it, it came down to it where we were having to give the harvest crew like specific instructions like, okay, this, these bunches are for so-and-so make sure that they are perfect. And then Ashley would, you know, pack them ever so carefully and would include a little extra something. And then we had to start telling the driver like, okay, Hey, this bucket, you know, is for the X, Y, Z pain in the ass. Make sure that like nothing happens to it, but it was, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. There was always, always something. And we figured out that like the product, the volume of product that that person was buying did not justify or equate the amount of time and stress that they took up and caused. And it was ultimately like, you know what? Go pretend to support local growers elsewhere. Go cause hell in somebody else's life. And when you do that, I'll still find out about it. Because once everything started to go down between her and us, I just so happened to find out that this is not the first time that she's done this. And this is a relatively small industry of very tight-knit people and word travels. So good for her. Just be aware. Okay, moving right along. Uh, let's start talking about wedding expectations. So when you're working with weddings and event clients, just know that what they are expecting or envisioning can be wild at times. Um, and I think, and I this is not a think, I know, I absolutely know that there is some major, major disconnect between the reality of what florals cost and the image that is portrayed on Pinterest of what is attainable, which is something we navigate literally all the time. So when situations arise where a customer or a client thinks that they're going to receive ABC for XYZ price, um, you need to remember that they chose you and your book of work and your ability and your creativity and that you didn't choose them. They chose you. And that's something that you can put in. That's a feather you can put in your hat because you're like, hey, if you're not happy, I'm sorry you feel that way. However, 
you you chose me. Um, I'm going to go back to that Pinterest thing in just a second, but we should also preface by saying that uh, we utilize a uh, planning software called HoneyBook for all of our wedding and event planning. Um, it's what we draft all of our proposals, our contracts in. People can sign their contracts online. It can the the platform can process payments. Um, it's it's a lovely, lovely software. It is expensive, relatively expensive. Um, I think it's like three or four hundred dollars a year. Um, but from an efficiency standpoint, it is a lifesaver, an absolute lifesaver. Um, if you're new to HoneyBook and you're interested, email, send me an email and I'll send you a coupon code um, because we have those. Um, so please do that. Anyway, one of the lovely things about HoneyBook is that when you are drafting a proposal and giving your client something to look at, um, you are able to include uh, inspiration photos, which these inspiration photos that we use usually, unless it's something that is the what they're hoping to achieve is something that we've already done and we have our own photo of it we'll use their exact inspiration photos on their proposals which are usually coming from pinterest um so you kind of have to work through um you know a little bit of of wordage here because if they give you a inspiration photo of this altar installation that realistically is going to cost them, you know, $3,000 and their budget is $3,000 for their entire wedding. Um, you can still use that inspiration photo, but just in the description say, you know, based off of the, the, the budget that we're working with, we can really only, you know, expect to see, you know, half of the show. You'll still get the same, you know, aesthetic and vibe, but it's just not going to be as large and, and voluptuous. Um, and that's usually a, a, a very quick, simple, easy line to, to tag onto an item description, and it will still get the point across. Um, also, we've, we've only had to navigate this, I think, once. Um, and that is when you have someone who is, like, disappointed in what was delivered. Um, and I need to be realistic with myself here. It has probably happened more than once, but there's only been one person that has said it. Um, and when you have someone who, you know, really is, is, is unhappy with what was delivered, um, it, it can definitely be like a punch in the gut. Cause you're like, oh shit, I just effed up your wedding day. Whoops. However, that's a really good reminder to make sure that your contract that everyone has signed off on is locked down because when things go south with that client, you need to be able to rely on what you've got in place for as much as you can, as much as you can. Um, what, I, what I'm trying to say is a really important line to have in your contract is um, something along the regards of uh, your client uh, has reviewed your book of work and they understand the type of work and quality that you produce. Um, and in if, okay, the days of people coming to your shop and looking through like a, a binder of photos um, have kind of come and gone. Very rarely is that happening anymore. Um, this is this the the process of reviewing work is happening on you know your social media, um, and for us since we have both the farm and we have weddings, we have a a standalone wedding account which is Clara Joyce Weddings. We're not overly active. I have posts scheduled to release. Um, I don't like talk about um, I don't talk about it a lot it it's kind of just on its own and it was never meant that page was never meant to you know uh, be a personality or to be its own thing uh, the the goal and intention of that page was to be our portfolio that was our gallery 
um, because it's easy for me to tag other vendors. It's easy for me to, you know, share uh, stories and things from the farm account onto that page. Um, and it, it shows off rel relatively nicely um, different albums from different weddings. Um, so that's what I mean by clients have reviewed your book of work. Um, because if, if you know that a design style that a potential client is trying to achieve um, isn't something that you do regularly, um, you it can feel a little uncomfortable because you could be like, oh, shit, I've never done an old-fashioned 90s tight roundy-moundy rose bouquet before, but that's what they want. But they still chose you, so obviously they like your aesthetic and style and design, but you need to kind of mesh the two of them to make it your own but still give them kind of what they're looking for but but from you um so that can be a little little difficult to to navigate and really get comfortable with um also it can be forgotten at times um that this product isn't free and i feel like we really now have to navigate this um because we we are growing a lot of the product um ourselves which it does kind of crack me up when people are like oh i just want to use whatever is cheap and in season and it's like okay well i have peonies in june and they're in season but they're not cheap and honestly they're not that much more expensive than just like a plain white rose when they're in season so why don't we just use them because they're prettier so you do sometimes need to be, you know, very upfront with clients and be like, hey, look, you know, I know that your budget is only $1,500 or $2,000 or whatever the case is, and you want, you know, the full experience. But in order for you to get the full experience for you, what you're looking for, I'm going to have to spend $1,000 in product. I'm going to have to, you know, like this stuff really costs money. So in order for me to do that for you and pay my staff and pay my crew and pay my light bill and, you know, buy the things that I have to buy in order to achieve this for you and pay for the vehicle and the fuel and the insurance and, you know, all of it, this is what it costs in order to produce this. So, Having that level of transparency when needed, I think is very, very important because when someone is spending thousands of dollars or, you know, what they might consider to be a absolute lot of money, that little bit of a reality check and just, you know, being honest is sometimes going to have a really large, large impact. And, and the reason we want to, you know, be able to have those conversations and to, to share those points of view um, is to ultimately prevent your client from being disappointed. You know, um, if if someone wants the full experience and they want to have flowers everywhere and it to be fabulous and beautiful and blah, 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 but they're working with the shoestring budget, I, I don't want to lead a client on and say, yes, sis, we can do this. Pop off. You got it. No problem. And then have them be like, where the hell are all my flowers? Because we had to stretch everything out over the entire venue because we didn't have enough budget to work with. Um, I just, it's just not, it's just not the vibe. It's not what I'm looking for. It's not what I want to do. It's not what I want to produce. Um, so from a professional's standpoint, what I would suggest to a client like that, you know, instead of making sure that you have 50 boutonnieres and 75 wrist corsages for your cousins and aunts that really don't give a shit about you, why don't we say F all that bullshit and make two pieces that are really nice? So make your altar gorgeous or make your head table divine or, you know, give you a really nice backdrop behind your sweetheart table. You know, little things like that that can be repurposed to be a, a, a photo shoot area or to be, you know, take home favors. Um, those, those moments, those spaces, those experiences are going to have a larger impact than making sure that everybody has a boutonniere. Because honestly, nobody gives a shit if Uncle Jerry, second cousin, three times removed, really cares. 
Okay. Anyway. <laughs> See, this there's so many like layers to things here. We and we've really covered a lot. We really have. You know, we talked about retail ex- uh, expectations and experiences when it comes to plant material. Uh, we've we've covered, you know, wholesale and the the trauma and the drama there we've talked about weddings um if you do want to read about um some more wedding drama um i have an upcoming blog post that will be happening in the next couple weeks um that uh it probably might be a little entertaining for you uh, did you know that we have a blog i just started it a couple weeks ago it's quite fun um and it's on the website under growing resources um that's where we've got information about the podcast uh consultation services and then also about the blog the blog is called are you ready for this it's called the clara joyce journal i mean it just it never ends um, there's, there's two posts up. One is an, a welcome post that really doesn't count, but on December 15th, uh, 2022, we released the first one, which is called lessons of the year, um, kind of breaks down, um, people and that how learning about people and navigating people, um, was really, you know, the overriding, um, uh, a thing theme of 2022. And I'm leafing through here now. And it actually does this. You should go back and read this because it does talk about um, one traumatic wedding experience. (laughs) 2022. So go check it out. It'll be fun. Um, But we've got more coming. I think there's like one or two every month that'll be released. So um, it uh, it it is good. I I enjoy sharing and I feel sometimes a little burnt out by social media, uh, just by having to, uh, create and share, um, on, on those platforms. So, um, I really do enjoy making content that is a little different than that. So whether it's, you know, an old fashioned blog post, like we used to do in 2012, or if it's, you know, a podcast episode or whatever the case is, um, it allows me to just be a little bit more myself and not have to pretend to be somebody else's bullshit. So that's what I got. Um, thank you for being here. I really appreciate our time together. I have a fabulous time um, making these episodes. I really do have a good time. It is, it's very therapeutic for me. So thank you for, (laughs) thank you for that. Um, Next week we're talking about how to navigate a wedding budget, which I think will be interesting. I'm not quite sure if I'm just going to like free ball it and not have a list of notes and guidelines to follow or how I'll, how I'll handle that one. Um, But we'll, we'll see how it is when we get there. So um, if you haven't go back and listen to the, the previous two episodes, on chrysanthemums um, on our website clarajoyceflowers.com we have dahlia tubers rooted dahlia cuttings we have rooted chrysanthemum cuttings rooted sedum cuttings and scented geranium cuttings um coming soon and uh wait they're they're on the website people are texting me oh my god i gotta go um i'll catch you next week don't die don't do anything stupid thanks for being here email me if you have questions love you talk to you later bye (laughs) 